everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Otaku Crew podcast. I'm your host today, Wiseman Lee, and I want to thank our listeners for tuning in to today's episodes. We are now on episode five, and so I would like to remind our audience that you can listen to our podcast on most platforms such as Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and etc. And you can catch our episodes also on our YouTube channel called The Otaku Crew. And so if you are watching, uh, if you are watching or listening on the YouTube, you, know, you can subscribe to the channel, leave a like and comment if you like the content and if you would like to support us. So for today's episode, I would like to introduce my panelists. Up first, we have the wild man, Tensa, who's appeared in other episodes. How are you doing today, Tensa? You know how it is. This is them doing great. <laughs> That's great to hear, man. And uh, next up is our introduction to our editor who find, who decided to make an appearance today, which was uh, much of a surprise because this was a last minute change, but I was like, hey, come on in. So I want to introduce our editor, one of our editor, Rec. How are you doing today, Rec? Hello. Yes. Uh, sorry again for the last minute change. I, this was an uh, interesting topic to me. It was an interesting topic to me, so I kind of want to see if I can get a good word in. I do thank you for having me on, and I look forward to whatever questions come my way. No problem, and I'm I'm uh I'm happy and curious to see how this debate will go with you involved in it. You know, we're, we even though it's last minute, it was a uh, we were able to adapt quickly. So it's good to have you here, man. And lastly, we have Leifong, who's been host of other episodes, and you know we just can't get rid of him because he shows up in every episode. So here he is, Leifong. What's up? Hey everyone, I'm Leifong, and uh, I've come to the very cruel reality that I don't have a waifu like. I don't, there's just nothing that appeals to me when I see other female anime characters. I'm like, that's not my waifu. That's not going to be my waifu. And it makes me question, am I really an otaku if I don't have a waifu? You're just um, angry because you don't have a tomboy waifu. Oh. Or, 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 just, or you just sucks. Just stay single forever. No waifu for you. How's that? Don't worry, man. It'll come soon. <laughs> it's all a matter of time. The simple ways of life. So that's our panelists for today. And so for today's episode, it's going to be based on the anime called Naruto. And so let me give you a quick synopsis of the show. So, you know, Naruto is about a young novice ninja shinobi called Naruto who goes out on various ninja missions with his teammates and dreams of becoming Hokage, which is the leader's village to be acknowledged. And, you know, I mean, to be honest, is there much in the synopsis to give us Naruto? Like, everyone should know this anime. <laughs> it's the most popular one. Do you guys have anything to add? No, I'm just... Uh... Make sure you differentiate between the different series of Naruto. We don't want people yeah, getting confused. Yeah, we're not covering Boruto. We're covering Naruto and Naruto Shippuden. That's for sure. And we're yeah. not covering the springtime um, Lizu. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're going to stick to the older generation. The OGs of Naruto, not the Borotos, where they think they're so cool. And no movies. Uh, cool. Good to know we're on the same page. So... So the the topic on today's episode is about is, is about a particular shinobi who is an antagonist in the show called Madara Uchiha, and in the show he had a plan which was to create a perfect reality for all shinobi through the infinite Tsukiyomi Genjutsu. So the episode for today we're here to debate if Madara was right that the only way to obtain peace in the shinobi world is through the infinite Tsukiyomi. 
So, um, yeah, does uh, anyone here want to uh, start off on what they think about his plan and where they stand, if they agree with his plan or disagree? I don't mind starting, if that's cool. Yes, go ahead. All right, perfect. So, it's, uh, it's funny because... <clears throat> In the Naruto series, we have the original Naruto and then the Naruto Shippuden. I found that in Shippuden very specifically, there's a lot of themes about war, peace, and those uh, types of genre versus the original Naruto. In Naruto, it was very lighthearted. You did not pick up those political tensions. And then come into Shippuden, which is like a coming-of-age story, you get all this stuff going, going on outside of the Hidden Leaf Village, where Naruto, Naruto comes from. So. There's two characters for me I found that were the most significant in relation to the idea of uh, peace and war. That was Pain from Akatsuki and Madara, who was technically the founder. Uh, through uh, it, It's complicated. Was he the founder or was it him, Obito, became founder? Uh, it's a little mixed up. Well, yeah, Obito <laughs> is the one who founded the Akatsuki, but it's all under the guidance of madara so madara was pretty much the guy behind the curtains pulling all the strings you know he's like yeah he, he's like oz from you know wizard of oz he's doing all that crazy shit all right anyway, continue all right thank you uh rec you were about to say something i was gonna say that well to what wise man Lee was gonna say madara uchiha was was an influencer towards obito obito i believe was the one who kind of formed the akatsuki after his uh, long search of how he will, basically after the influence of his girlfriend's death, which I hope no spoilers right there. No saying it. That's not even his girlfriend, by the way. You yeah, he, well, he hoped to be, but unfortunately, like most guys, uh, can't always get the dream girl in the first shot. Exactly. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, after witnessing that, he couldn't accept the reality. So that's where Madara's influence on him became more of a. A vision and so he wanted to pursue that in the best way possible when he found out about the group of named the akatsuki he wanted to use their name and uh how what would i say status um, status thank you to help uh, reach this goal more fluently yes their members weren't all like as ambition mm -hmm. as the others Hiran is a uh, definite good example of not very uh, good, a little too religious in my opinion. But still, the, he had them help, and that was. I see. I saw. Yeah. I see where you're going with it. Um, that Madara was technically the influencer of of the Akatsuki indirectly through Obito. However, I'm glad you bring up the Akatsuki, and this is because the two. Paths I see that um, that were taken to obtain peace. Pain for him was like, if you give nations the power, the power to destroy each other, they will. But after a time, but only after long periods of time, they will fear using weapons of mass destruction against each other. And through this, we will have a form of peace. Not not perfect peace though, because at one point or another, they would do it again and again and again in a cycle of hatred. So. That was uh, Payne's ambition towards getting that piece. But then you put Madara into the mix, who wanted absolute control because using Project uh, Sukiyomi, he would cast an illusion over everyone. Right? Is that correct? I disagree, I disagree with that. Sorry to cut in. I disagree with that. Is it really? Did he really want true control over you? 
or was it giving you the opportunity to shape your own reality as you see fit? Mind you, I forgot to mention this too, we're going to disregard uh, the true intention of Infinite Tsukiyomi, because remember, uh, Infinite Tsukiyomi was actually to resurrect uh, Kaguya Otsutsuki, mm. which uh, most were not aware of that. In the show, that, was, all the characters. that was not even Madara's plan in the first place. Exactly, that was not his plan because he was not aware of it. But let's, we're going to disregard that fact. That no, no, that, that's, that's, let's, well, technically, that's not what Infinite Tsukiyomi actually did in theory. It just so happens that when you connect with the God Tree, then some other bullshit happens. Exactly. But so, let's, let's cut that out. Wait, sorry, Tenzo, let me just correct it. So let's take the moment to disregard all that. We're not going to. We're not going to take into consideration about Kaguya and her plan that was kind of tied to Infinite Tsukiyomi. It's like, no, we're just going to focus on was Infinite Tsukiyomi the right way to obtain peace in the Naruto universe. So yeah, like I said, I disagree with you there. Was he really controlling it or was it giving you the opportunity to shape your own reality? I disagree on both of you, actually. All right, Tensa, why? Uh because essentially the um if you re if you understand what infinite sekiomi is the entire concept is not even actually peace the concept is not peace or living to eternity or any of that it's the idea of living in a dream because you're unable to re accept reality as it is um if you think about it uh, uh, plunging the entire world in an illusion is not really peace. You're just being sent into a, um, like one of our last episodes, you're basically being permanently sent into an isekai world by yourself. Damn, so you're saying uh, that Tsukiyomi is like an isekai. <laughs> it is literally an isekai. It's literally an isekai. Think about it. Um, you're, I agree let's, with you let's... that it is it is a means of escaping reality. But the thing is, if your reality, like in the real world, is very bad and it sucks, then what's in, what's the harm of escaping it and going to another reality where you can be yourself um, and enjoy life to the fullest? I'll 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 I'll, 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 I'll explain that one because for sure, if uh, some amount of escapism, it's actually good. For you, uh, in his, uh, for a means to escape reality, like for a short time, as a means to actually deal with reality as it is. But if you choose to just live into a reality, you're just choosing to run away from everything. You're not facing the problems for what they are. And Can I add to that? Go ahead. It's the sad, cold truth of life. You can't live without problems because if life is too easy, then. You never shape yourself as a human being. So the fact that everybody's being put in an endless cycle of an illusion, of dreamland, as we were just saying, then it's like, at what point do these people develop? The point of humans is to develop into better beings through the faults and the successes of things we've done in life. But the way uh, Mara views it, it's it's honestly a little childish. You know, it it, it is it is childish because his entire goal is based on the childish desire of oh Harashima come hug me, and that's the point. It's the fact that the entire thing is a little bit based on jealousy, childish jealousy of that, and the idea of not being able to deal with the fact that he's not number one, and due to that. There's all of this elaborate plan 
but at the end of the day it's really a giant temper tantrum throwing however i want to jump in here it's sorry rec but I want to jump okay. in is because that mother was technically a byproduct of the time he grew up in. So can we really blame him for having this temper tantrum after being resurrected? Um, yes, actually. Why do you um, think that? Because I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain in details. Um, you'll have you have to also keep in fact that Madara was actually alive until Obito was there. True. He had literally lived a lifetime. So he saw the changes. The changes were there. He chose not to adapt. Like, of course, in a, and of, of course, in a sense, it's hard for him to adapt because he's basically the enemy of the world. So I'll give, I'll give you guys that. But at the same time, the world has improved. It has not changed in the grand scheme of things because cycle of war revenge was always there from the time that he was there but it but by now it's not half as brutal i mean i would i would disagree because you know that cycle of hatred and war still had continued and, and you're right mother was alive to see all that happened but he gave he gave humanity a bit of time to see if they can come through uh if they can change and unfortunately during his lifetime he didn't see that change come they didn't change for the good. They kept doing the same uh, memo, keep doing war, keep fighting, keep trying to gain power, etc. Yeah. And he really wanted to like just change that in the end. He's like, okay, well, this isn't working how it is. So maybe we can create that's, another world where everyone can like live eternally, blissfully, like that's, happily. That's literally why he has a boyfriend called Hiroshima. And the thing is that with Hiroshima, from what was understood, they could have actually brought that plan into fruition. But life is life. Dreams, dreams, illusion, and reality are really different things. It's the fact that you want something, but it's not always easily achievable. And you will face those hardships. And being in that world that he is, um he's supposed to be the character that has grown and uh, would have so much character inside him instead of being a wannabe broly wannabe broly i like uh, the analogy <laughs> the, because the That's point is funny. that the the point is that uh madara um if you if you wanted him to actually be a better person and seeing and with all seeing war war, there was a way to do that. To basically maybe cause a constant state of war. Maybe because humanity are at their best during war times. Maybe something like that. But the idea that everybody is going la la land, everybody starts fighting to the point that everybody is eternally sedated, that is not the meaning of peace. That is by definition control. Like, in a sense, because it's dreamland, you but have a certain amount of control of your dreams. And remember, he's yes. not controlling your reality. In the end, you are perceiving it as you see fit and under your will. And the thing, and the thing you need to understand mm. is, like, in the Infinite Tsukiyomi, yeah, we define it as, like, a dream concept. You know, you're not in the real reality. You're in a dream, and it's not real. But to the person who's in it, how do they know that? 
to him, it's like it's a kind of like the matrix. Like how how do you know that you're in the matrix, right? You would what you see around you and what you they hear, they already feel, they touch. knew they were in a dream though. They knew they were in a dream. Not everyone. They actually. I mean, only a few knew because the I don't know. Like they had like somehow will strong willpower to like overcome it for a bit. A lot of the beginning. But a like lot, otherwise, a lot of it. A lot of it has to do with the fact that the dreams was not really controlled in that sense. If I it may was, say, it was um, it was um, something having to do with the fact that if you look at every one of their dreams, um, it was really about their deepest desires coming to reality. Each and every one say. of them. Which, go ahead. Because it's, what were you about to say? I'm, I'm not deny. I'm not arguing your, uh, like the logic of it all. Where, where we still have a choice to see at, like what we dream of, but at the same time, it's also like the wit, like the free will of it too. The fact that the Madara is, kind of forcing this whole thing on every single person in the world, whether it's to dreamland or whether it's to a better reality. Either way, you're basically forcing the them to go into this eternal slumber that is still wrong and plus it's like if uh like right now if i said that you were that this isn't real you're in a dream world how well would you believe me it's the same thing like as if they are sleeping and they are aware that they are dreaming is like at this point you won't know until the sign is like right there otherwise it's like you're not even going to think about it you're just going to live forever I'll, I'll and you direct the element of choice is taken away from that person. It's true. Like Madara is forcing you to go into the infinite Sukiyomi. So I agree with that. Had you presented it as an option for you, then then and that would be okay. So, okay, so you get to choose either you want to go into infinite Sukiyomi or you get to stay in this harsh reality and deal with the consequences or whatever. So I agree with you there. It's like a VR game. That, it's that, like, that, it's, yeah, that, that's the point. It's it's okay. It's also the fact that when you're in that VR world you know that you're in that VR world and uh, by definition and also even if you were forced into it and you didn't know you will you will notice the inconsistency if you paid attention to reality in the first place yes so... but at the same time for all people know it could have just happened like without them realizing it and then once they and sometimes when you're living in like a great world like that you you see so much great things that you don't it's like, want to oh, a problem but even me, I just see that no, this is too good to be true. There's a catch. There's always and a catch. Whenever... Everything has a catch. Maybe exactly. one thing that doesn't well, have the a point, catch. The, the point of being in a dream world is that there is no catch. No, there is somewhat of a negative consequence into you entering the infinite Sukiyomi. So recall, if you recall, if once you enter the infinite Sukiyomi, your chakra is being drained away into the tree. So my argument yes. for that, my argument and for that you like, and and you become a Zetsu. We know about that. Yeah, but my the argument point, for the the, no, but, the but point have, is that you're. Go ahead. Wait, Tens, I have an argument to make. So here's the thing: if you're if you're going to uh, perish under by your your chakra being sucked away by the tree, then you know at that point so be it because. In the end, all of us are meant to die one day. So if I had to die by a different kind of cause other than the chakra consumption, 
at least by going into the Infinite Sukiyomi, I kind of die happy in my reality, knowing that everything went well in the reality how I see fit. So weak. Hey man, don't be hating. <laughs> no, no. I, I just I just think that you have a weak will by saying that. Uh, because you're basically admitting that you oh, rather no, just I, not I'm... face life for what... No, no, no I, what I, I... say? No, I was gonna say, I thought you would probably know by now, I do stand with Madra and into saying like, yeah, his way to get peace, peace was the only way, because... I mean, and, and I understand like, in his case, because yeah. he inherently did not believe that peace was possible. If you look at every other antagonist in Naruto, peace through tyranny, because peace the conventional way was not possible. He's just not... Each time I try to make peace, it never works. So you know what? I'm gonna force it on them. Even if Sasuke. I may say, if I may say, Leifan, you've been very yeah. quiet. I'd like to hear your opinion. Well, that's what the thing. <laughs> I was waiting for... I was waiting. I was like, okay, let it. Let them talk it out. Let me get some more research on the fact because it's been a minute since I've seen the anime or, or, or read the manga. So we've Wait, established... You're, you're researching on the background? No, it's just when... When we started discussing this, I was like, wait, what was the catch to Infinite Tsukiyomi? What was this? What was that? You become a Zetsu. Basically, you, become a Zetsu. you guys yeah. fed me and the information. That's what the, I was waiting the, for. The, 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 the point of the dream is not so much that the chakra is being drained. is closer to the fact that your individual, your soul, your individuality is being drained. This uh, is why there is an ungodly amount of white Zetsus around. The entire point of having those a thousand white Zetsus, it's to basically show you guys that it happened before, and that's how they ended up. If you yeah. want to become a literal vegetable, that's you. If I can say something on topic, but at the same time on topic, uh, this whole Tsukiyomi being drained of your like individuality, in, wow, individuality in spirit, I gotta say it sounds like high school. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> it's well, an random, Naruto version of Naruto. Comment, but okay. Sorry, it's just uh, yeah. It's all Cool's good, Rex. Coming up, so it's, uh, I thought it would be funny. Well, I'm well going back to it. So we've established more or less. If anything, the project was an absolute form of escapism without a choice, more or less. Can we agree on that? Not, yeah, unfortunately, the element of choice in... was taken away. I'll say that for sure. And on. And on top of that, it's basically you being forced into a coma. All right. So it's not even just sleep. It's basically, you're effectively dead. All right. Then here's... Well, um. Okay, maybe. But the thing is, like, once you're in the Infinite Sokyomi, then your, your uh, rationality of, like, what you perceive as reality has already been warped. You come to live, like, it really is the Matrix. Like, guys, imagine if we were living in the Matrix right now. How would we know? In the end, it'd just be modern-day life for us, too, you know? Like there's so much there's like even even now in the real world there's conspiracy out there like oh you know we're actually not alive we're under like some sort of coma trance or whatever just going by and when somehow we just don't realize it I'm like okay so if that was the case let's say that was really the case what's wrong with that you know at least you're still living out life as you life as how you see fit let me give you an example too I went back to watch an episode of the during the Infinite Tsukiyomi arc ish so I think it was under Ten uh, Ten's episode where she was having a dream. Now, funny enough, in her Infinite Tsukiyomi, somehow she got transported into the other world where uh, 
Naruto Road to Ninja took place. I'm not sure why they did that. Maybe it was for promotion of the movie, whatever. So she got transported into that world, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is that she got framed for stealing some sort of information, or I think she was being uh, framed for being a spy to the Hidden Rainforest uh, village, right? So she was put into jail. Her friends didn't come really to help her until like near the end. And uh, once she uh, once uh, she was put in jail, I remember then all of a sudden the Hidden Leaf Village is under attack by the Hidden Rain uh, Village. And then she does escape from jail with uh, Neji's and uh, Rockley's help. And she becomes the hero in her Infinite Kyomi because she stopped uh, the fighting and everything. So what I want to say here is that Madara, if you think about it, is not completely removing conflict, anger, hatred, betrayal, fighting, all that. He's not room, completely room with that. What he's doing is he's making you, he's giving you the choice of perceiving the reality as you see fit. So in your reality, you can still have wars, conflicts, uh, cycle of hatred keep happening. It's just that everything that happens in your reality comes out in the outcome in the favor of your side. If I could argue something with that. Sure. You make a valid point. Mara does give us a direction, but at the same time, we have to be aware that the direction is still the person under the Tsukiyomi. They're seeing life, yes, as a way to like that person kind of is directing learn. Himself. But at the it's same not- time, it's their direction. Not the world trying to and fix everything. And that's the problem. That's, that's the problem. That is exactly the problem. The problem is that if you want to just imagine a everyday happy ending without any hardship, you can definitely do that. And but the example that, I gave Tensa, you see there were still hardships. Sorry, Tensa, yeah, the example I just gave, as you saw, as I went back in the episode, I saw that there was still conflict and hardship still going on, because when she got framed, nobody believed her and everything. So you see, like, in the end, Madras not removing that. No, he's just giving you choice. He's just giving you to go inside the, the Infinite Tsukiyomi, and then your reality will become however you see fit. So in your reality, let's say in the real world, Neji died. Oh, well, in your reality, Neji's alive, so that we don't have to go through the grief and the hardship, because in the end, it might become too unbearable for you to, like, continue on. I mean, even in the real world today, you know, for people, life is kind of messy. They can't deal with it. There's so much shit going on that in the end, they kind of take away their own life. Mother is like, nah, you don't need to do that. I'm going to help you become the best version of you through Infinite Tsukiyomi. The problem is that the Infinite Tsukiyomi is really a euphemism for suicide in the first place. It's basically the same thing as giving up on life um, just to end all the pain. So, okay, fine. Uh, you can say that, yeah, Tantan um, had no hardship and she becomes the heroine of her own story. Fine. But at the same time, that's the actual lapse in reality because in her case, she just imagined her life more or less like a movie. And okay, that's fine in a sense. But at the very same time, um, that's what eternal escapism means. It means to stop living. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Living life as a movie, that sounds uh, pretty cool. You can have all the explosions you want. Sound like a cool guy. But at the same time, I'm still sticking to what I said. It's wrong that it's not even a choice. Yes, it's uh, like it's a merciful way to kind of perceive yourself and slowly decay into nothingness. But at the end of the day, it's still 
I, I see it as cruel. I don't know about you, Leifon. Do you have a good opinion about that? I find it's an imperfect system at best because true, everyone is gaining their form of escapism and everything, but if there's no control being exerted on that escapism, for example, Tenten having the, the delusion that she was a heroine in her in her own uh, in her own um, in her own genjutsu, or for I example, remember. no, but I was gonna say, but remember, in Infinite to Kill Me, it was the circumstances that led her to become a heroine. It's not like she was like there right away, and then people were just cheering for her, cheering her on. No, she had to go through the same trials and tribulation that you had to go through life. You know, you got framed, uh, you're sent to jail, you got to prove yourself that you're not that person, and then you also have to. Uh, stop the fighting that's happening in your village and try to like save everyone and end the fighting there too. Hence, so, hence why I'm yeah, saying it's an imperfect it's kind of like system. A movie scenario. Well, yeah, it's kind of like a movie scenario, but what happens in Infinite Sokuma can also happen in real life and vice versa too. So, I would no not say that. Oh, please, Ten Ten would never would become a heroine. Oh, let's let's admit that much. She's she's more useless that's than Sakura. She's actually more useful Ouch. than Sakura, actually. <laughs> That is actually kind of true. Shots fired. <laughs> I mean, then again, Sakura is good for like the healing aspect, but when it comes to combat, all she has is that just she, she's, one she's shot only, move. She's only it. she's only good as a meat doll. What are you talking about? Oh, boys, guys, let's bring back to the topic at hand. Let's try not yeah. to go off the tangent. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> all right, but but allow me to uh, allow me to finish uh, my thought at least. That, the 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 point is that. Madara is really kind of, think of it as him installing a quote-unquote perfect political system that uh, in its case, he sees it as perfect and it actually looks absolutely perfect on paper. But once you put it into reality, that's where you start seeing all the flaws. Alright, we take that. Can, can, you, can, you, can you point out some of the flaws then, Tensa? We already point out, uh, we already point out some of them. Uh, the, for one, the idea that you're being drained out of your life already shows that you're not going to have that dream for long. That's one of them. Uh, that is true, but like I said, if you're I'm... going to die one day, you know, it's not a bad way to go. Like, you die happily. Uh, you, want to in a, you, know, you know, like, there's a, there's a, there's a quote that uh, you hear in the movie Matrix. I know I keep referring to it a lot because I pretty much am paralleling between that and this. And, you know, the guy, I remember, he kept, he said this one quote in the movie where he said, you know, ignorance is eternal bliss. And that quote could never be more true than, than you apply in the, in, the, in the topic here. Because what you don't know cannot actually hurt you. And that's the thing. If, if, if you choose to choose that to replace your own reality, that's you. And there's nothing we can do. You're beyond help in the first place. But what, because... if, what, what if you would be on help in the, in the harsh reality too? Like, in the end, you know, you have to look at each individual. Some, in the, like a lot of people, you know, they're not born equal. So some strive to become greatest and some are just left in dust and then they just cannot seem to make their way into life. And, and those who are left into dust, yes, it is some kind of a cruel mercy. Um, cruel because... You're basically, if you're aware that it's a dream, you're being told that only in your dreams you'll be ever good at something, which is actually really cruel when you really think about it. Um, in a sense, yeah, yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, 
it's not like you're going to live an entire lifetime in your dream to replace your actual life. That is also something that you might want to consider. Um, that there is as much as you will love to dream, um, your dreams will pass on much faster than your actual lifespan. So with that being said, because you're making it an internal paradise, there's the, everything's perfect. There, there's no development. There's no improvement. There's nothing going on. The entire world is stale after a while. And no one wants to stay in a stale world. If they while, had the choice to. While reality, because everybody, and this is what I like about reality, in fact, it's because everyone has their own opinions and everybody blends in. Everybody um, actually puts their part into it. So, of course, it doesn't always go in the way you want, but that's the beauty of it. Well, that's actually, really Tensa, I wanted to pick your brain about something. It's... Go ahead. All right, so the analogy you were using where... For Mada basically drafted uh, Infinite Tsukiyomi on paper. It sounds like a great idea, and then when put into and put into action, it it goes everywhere. It's not perfect. Now let's say in an alternate reality that Tsukiyomi was perfected, and that everyone's um, illusion was monitored, controlled, also so that there would be no conflict, and they're just living out the happiest endings possible. Let's say all that happened. Now, and if this did happen, it would still be an imperfect system. At least why I see it as that, because everyone is in it, but Madra wouldn't be in that system. And so, if you have one person who's Correct. outside of the perfect he's outside, system, he's exactly. Out there. There's, that point there's out two too. people. Yeah. There's two people actually. Obito's out too. Oh, oh, forget Obito. Let's let's throw him in there so he can get his girlfriend. No, no, guys. If you think about it, no, no, and and that's the problem. There's, it's, uh, yeah, Madara is stuck into the driver's seats. You know, like that situation where you bring all your friends to drinking, and there's always that one guy forced to drink. So, yeah, that he's, he's the driver. It, he's the driver, and everybody are the drunks. And yeah, um, it won't be fun for Madara in the end because he doesn't get to see that world. He doesn't get to experience for himself. You know, one could because argue he's that he's the caster. Exactly. So I was going to say, one uh, to add on top of that, Tenzo, one could argue that Madara is a hypocrite himself because he didn't insert himself into the infinite Tsukiyomi. If you talking boldly about having this perfect reality where everyone can be happy and there's, there's, there's not much suffering to be had in this world, then why are you not also in this perfect reality that you keep talking about, you know? It's a bit of a hypocr hypocrite. And that's... But, but that's the point. No, but I think the reason for that is also because maybe someone needs to be outside of that just in order to cast the Infinite Tsukuyomi Genjutsu. It's maybe not just that. He needs to actually maintain it. Exactly. If I can make yeah. another... Uh, to... Go ahead. If I can make another movie reference. Uh, in the first X-Men film, back when it was good and none of this CGI overdone crap, uh, Magneto, he wanted to kind of make the whole world kind of mutated and see the world. But in order to do that, his machine needed a, uh, like a sacrifice. So instead of doing it himself, he gets a uh, rogue to do it. So it's like, at that point, I see it kind of like that, where he's willing to kind of shape the world into a 
a more understanding way, but he's not really doing anything for himself to uh, actually push through. Good comparison, but not things. correct, because Magneto, well, here in the face of Commander, there's not much sacrifice. Just so, like, like Tensa says, someone needs to be in the driver's seat, so Mother puts himself there. He puts himself there, whereas for your, your case of Magneto, he takes someone, like a uh, person X, outside of a circle and puts him in, char in, in that machine. So, good comparison, but not exactly the correct, like, the closer comparison would yeah. be how from Shamankin, where uh, oh damn, that's actually point. really good. That's a good one because because um, remember how how wants to basically get rid of the world of regular humans so he can just have a world of just shaman and only shaman, yes. and he would have to be the one maintaining the world. And guess what? That's how the manga ends. <laughs> well. Without him what, killing what the humans, <laughs> the, the the point is that he's actually stuck in the driver's seat and he doesn't like it. Yeah, I would imagine Mado would probably get bored because then there's no one else to interact with if everyone's in their uh, exactly. Gravities. He'll he, he'll be lonely in his world. So it comes back to what you guys said. It is an imperfect system, but for the individual who's in the Infinite Sukiyomi, it could be like paradise for that person. That's the thing, and that's the thing where I'm trying to yes, argue for that person. I'll... You're 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 arguing that this is personal salvation for someone that doesn't try to move in life. Well, I will like I, said, I will tell I you that I, then, I will tell yeah. you that people that try multiple times will keep on trying. Because if they never persevered to the point of trying multiple times, um they wouldn't um if they didn't, they would already give up in the first try. And um, if they are perseverant, then they will keep on persevering. It's a personal trait at that point. But remember, Tenza, the whole point of Infisokami is to obtain peace. You know, that was the whole purpose of Madra, is to obtain peace. Because he did not want to see fighting and war and suffering happening. So Sasuke wanted peace too. Pain wanted peace too. They had and they all ways. had... The and they all had imperfect methods, but on paper, their idea would work. On paper, their idea literally would work, but in practice, so this why, is so very complicated question. too. I agree. So here's my last question to you before we end the show. Um, why is it hard for what what works on paper? Why is it hard to turn, transcribe it into reality, into into practical? I got it. I, um, I actually have the answer. Yeah. Can I say it? Can I say um, it? Because... Go ahead, Leifon. Go ahead, Leifon. No, Leifon. Speak, speak. <laughs> I was going to say that even Madara himself says life is unpredictable. When he when he's speaking to Obito, I believe it's one of his major quotes that too many things can go potentially wrong. And that ultimately is what led to Tsukuyomi going wrong. Well, at least fundamentally going wrong to a degree. That's what I want to say. To that. But that, that was very true. Reason. That was my reason. It's because there's too many people involved. Therefore, because of that, uh, people have different wants, different needs. Therefore, there are too many variables to control to have it to work. The reason why it works on paper, it's because one person is thinking of it, but not everybody thinks the same way. If everybody thought the exact same way, like drones and machine, maybe it could have worked. But because everybody has their different needs, different wants, and uh, different viewpoints, 
there's just too many things to control. And and that's what makes the practical part fail because there are just too many unforeseen circumstances that just, oh, I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for this either. And the, it leads to a big failure because at the end of the day, nothing went as planned. It's a hardship of life. When you think you got everything planned out, there's always that one pinch in your ass that tells you something's going to go wrong. In this case, he... Uh, well, in a perfect reality, like... <laughs> Even in Finisuke and the perfect reality, things do wound, things do wound up going wrong, whether you allow it to go wrong or whether it's happening on its own circumstantial way. Then that's a different story. But you know, that's how it goes. Do uh, do all of you have any la last points before we conclude today's episode? Uh, I did. I had one last thing to say. Since Tenso yeah, basically st stole the much. show. Well, yeah, every yeah. time I want to speak, someone speaks over me. <laughs> I wonder why. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you guys are just so energetic about this topic, uh, and I love it. But God, <laughs> I'll just get the final word if it's cool with everyone else. No, we're going to give every, everyone the opportunity to say their final words. That's oh, okay. I'm going to overshadow them. But if um, just looking at this project as a, as a whole, the approach to it, and what Tensa and what all of us has been saying from the beginning is that it is an imperfect system, A, because it tries to impose a reality upon you. That's the first thing. Things should not be imposed on other people. People should be free to think and discover from themselves. Maybe it was a good method back in Madara's time when it was war, nonstop, conflict, battle, and all that, and when he was in his prime and everything. But as time progresses, that system becomes out of date and so people change with with the with the with the march of time going going forward so this system out of date and shouldn't have been applied in the first place but madra as an old age system wanted to see how it could be potentially applied so in the end people should be free to think for themselves as well as experience the world on their own terms rather than someone coming and throwing you into a giant tree or something. That's all I want to say. Very well said, very well said. Um, Tenza, Rec, yeah, any last points you want to uh, give out? If I may. Go ahead, Rick. Even with the previous episodes, I, I can't deny that the education I learned from this conversation alone is always insightful. My my personal perspective on Madara, though, he had he had his good idea, but like we keep saying, it was good only on paper. The actual plan was not the best option, but hey, he had a vision. He went with it, and of course, as we all know, in the end of it, he paid the price. So we leave it to the protagonists, our main characters, to do the rest of the job. Him, on the other hand, he tried to do his best. And they became a woman. That is true. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I told you. We're gonna, it said, I say we're going to disregard that. That never Damn happened. Damn it. <laughs> Whoops. All right. Tensa, last points. Madara did nothing wrong. No, but um, it's 
Yes, but that's the point. The point is that Madara actually, it's 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 one of those tragic villain cases where he actually wanted the good of his people. But um, of course, it's really that circumstances definitely j drove him awry. And because of that, he was forced to take draconian ways to obtain something that was not meant to be draconian. That's why I believe it failed. It's as mentioned earlier um, earlier by Lefon, um, having a good system on a timeline where it could have worked before wouldn't work in a more modernistic area, um, era where people would melt down, where people would start understanding the issues of it. And uh, um, of course, to people that don't listen, basically his time, oh yeah, pe people would have been more than happy to just, oh yeah, kumbaya, tsukiyomi, yay. <laughs> and um, so because of that, it's this idea of let's do it again. Let's just pacify people. Let's just inject, inject them drugs. Let's just send them on an eternal mushroom trip. That, now, to be honest, that doesn't sound so bad, does it? <laughs> Somehow, it sounds funny. More than it, it does. Good. It does. And you know, the point that we pointed out, like how it has so many flaws and it it just doesn't work as a perfect system and the whole point of life is to persevere overcome obstacles and challenges that's pretty much the embodiment of what naruto is you know he proved mother wrong and during his time you know after the fourth great ninja war in naruto did accomplish what he was set out to do in the beginning of the show you know he became okage and there was peace during his time as okage too so you know i definitely applaud him for that for proving Madara wrong, and even Madara came to his conclusion that, yeah, my way was not the right way, but it was definitely a shot to take with. That's the point. It's the fact that everybody had their parts in it. That's really what it is. And everybody had their parts. Everybody wanted the same thing. But at the end of the day, when everybody has different methods to do the same thing, this is where everybody starts clashing, you see? Exactly. And because... And because everybody starts clashing, it's hard to just agree on one thing. And that's where conflict starts popping up again. Yep, well said, guys. This is, this is why Naruto had to do Top No Jutsu, his best jutsu in the entire series. <laughs> and in a sense, it's not wrong in the sense of communication is really key to solving a lot of issues. And uh, what you see in that show is that people tend to avoid communication and just do their own thing. So because of that, that's what shows that in that series that almost everything fails because it's those kind of things where if it was talked with a collective and others' ideas would modify the idea to maybe grow it and have it bloom into something bigger, maybe things could have worked out. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, but who knows, you know, what could have been, it's, I mean, maybe you, maybe we'll give Tenza the opportunity to write his own fictional novel on how Naruto should have ended anyway. <laughs> oh, Just hell no. <laughs> I'm not that low quality. Uh, oh, no disrespect, Tenza. Yeah. I, I kind of fear what that manga would look like. The uh, designs that's going to haunt our memories. Uh, getting getting into his mind, yeah, I would not want to be in that anyway. 
Cool. Yeah. You, you'll have a you'll have, you'll have a lot of Hisoka like characters in there. <laughs> exactly. Oh shit. On that note, I'm gonna end today's episode. <laughs> All right. So thanks for joining in, guys. Uh, I want to thank our panelists, Rec, Tensa, Leifon. You've been great on this episode. We had a great discussion. So thank you for joining us. And to our uh, listeners out there, thank you for tuning in today's episode. Make sure you follow us on all the platforms that our podcast is on. So that's Spotify, Anchor, Google, Google uh, Podcasts, etc. And you can also find us on, uh, on our YouTube channel. You know, Just follow us on the Otaku Crew. So we'll see you again all next time on the next episode. Take care, everyone. Bye. Enjoy. Like and subscribe.